0: MMA Sucker Radio The podcast that trains UFC Don't mess with us
1: Mornings come you watch The red sunrise The LED still flickers In your eyes All you ought to spare Face the razor Because no one's gonna spend Time for you No one's gonna From a house you didn't build you can't control Oh, you ought to spare your face the razor Because no one's gonna spare the time for you You ought to spare the world you labored It's been 20 years and no one's told the truth Welcome back to another week of MMA Sucker Radio for your listening pleasure. I'm your host tonight, Jeremy Brand. I will be riding solo as Trevor Duick is on vacation with his fam, Damley. Um, he'll be out and about for the next week or so, so I will be hosting solo. Um, but we had big news drop this morning via the interweb. I got the email from Bellator this morning. Michael Chandler versus Eddie Alvarez 2 is official for Bellator's November 2nd pay-per-view. This rematch is long, long, long anticipated for the past two years. Um, It's almost two years in the making for this rematch. Um, Eddie Alvarez's contract was up. Uh, There were legal matters at hand. Uh, There's mediation, all this other stuff. But obviously, it it came to fruition and, and they got what they needed to do done. And, and the rematch is happening. Their first match in, in uh, 2011 ended up being a candidate for Fight of the Year. It it ended up winning with many publications, Fight of the Year. Um, but it got overshadowed because it was on the same night as Dan Henderson and Mauricio Shogun Hua. So, so many of the, the hardcore fans watched that fight after, but many of the casual fans didn't get to see the fight. So... Hopefully this one uh, will get some more uh, more play even though it is on pay-per-view and, and many are wondering what, what this Bellator pay-per-view is going to be like. Uh, speaking of pay-per-view, there wasn't one this past weekend. The UFC did not hold a pay-per-view. It was one of those odd, rare summer weekends where the UFC had no pay-per-view, but we were treated to World Series of Fighting 4 on Saturday. I myself on Friday night... I was, I put on my, my Joe Rogan hat and I did post fight interviews in the cage at five star fight league eight in Penticton, British Columbia. This fight was, this event was awesome. It was, it was beachside cage was outdoors, uh, plenty of fans. We had Caleb Starnes taking on Clay Davidson in the main event. Caleb looked absolutely fantastic. His jab landed. He actually dropped Clay with the jab and, and ended up finishing the fight early, um, Caleb is on another level in in terms of Canadian heavyweights right now. Many people only look back and think of him as the guy who ran away from Nate Quarry, which is which is tragic because the guy has so much more going on, and uh, and hopefully we see more out of him. Other big wins on the night were obviously um, in the co-main event. Matt Baker picked up a big victory against uh, his opponent. Also, uh, Ryan Chappie picked up a big, big victory against his opponent in uh, the very first round. He dropped him um, and finished it very, very early. So I had a lot of fun um, on on Friday night at 5 Star Fight League 8. Saturday night, we had World Series of Fighting 4 go down. It wasn't a great card overall. It was average at best. I'd give it a C-plus if I were grading it. But one fight on the card that was great was the middle of the pack main card, Nick Newell versus Keon Caldwell. If you don't know who Nick Newell is, I suggest getting on YouTube and checking this kid out. Um, he's 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 just top notch MMA when it comes to MMA. He fights with only one arm. He was born without an arm and and he's able to pull off some pretty slick stuff inside the cage and against Keon Caldwell he did that. He sunk in a guillotine choke early, finished the fight. My hat's off to Nick Newell because this kid has something going on in the world of MMA. Give him a few more wins and we could see Dana White in the UFC knocking on his door. Another interesting fight on the card was World Series of Fighting President Ray Sefo took to the cage against Dave Hakaba. First round went as planned, both men standing, banging, trading, They were throwing it all, two heavyweights out there slugging, just what Ray Sefo wanted. But in the second, Hakuba took it to him and and ultimately finished him by a TKO, um, which would be interesting to do in real life if you were able to punch your boss. But uh, yeah, so that was a good fight. Marlon Moraes was a great fight as well, uh, picking up the unanimous decision victory in the co-main event. But the main event, everyone thought that Tyron Spong was going to go out there and absolutely dominate. They thought he was going to kick him to death in the first round with that, that nasty high kick. He was able to utilize his low kicks, but he wasn't able to finish um, his opponent, Angel Deonde. But uh, he was able to pick up the unanimous decision victory. So uh, good job to Tyron Spong. Obviously, this weekend, what do we have... The first ever UFC on Fox Sports 1 event. UFC Fight Night 26 is what they're going to be calling it. Um, I'll dive into that a little bit later in the show. But speaking of the show, right now we have a great one. I have a good show lined up for you guys. Uh, First up we got one half of the UFC Fight Night 27 card. Martin Campman. we spoke with Carlos Condit, his opponent, last week. Speaking to Martin Campman this week about their rematch from their 2009 battle in which he won the split decision. Also be joined by John Doomsday Howard. We used to speak to this guy all the time back in the day, but haven't had him on in quite some time. He'll be making his return to the UFC this weekend at UFC Fight Night 26 after a two-year hiatus. And he'll be looking to continue his winning ways against Uriah Hall so uh we'll talk about that we'll talk about more fighting and uh let's just get right into our first guest Last week we chat with Carlos Condit. This week we're pleased to be joined by his opponent for the main event at UFC Fight Night 27, Martin Campman. The Hitman, thanks for joining us today, man. For sure. What's up, guys? Not too much. Now, first things first, you know, weather here um, in Vancouver is really good. Weather in Vegas is crazy right now. Um, what's training been like with the heat the way it is down there? And I mean, obviously you've been training in Vegas for ages now. But does the heat ever get to you? Oh, I hate
2: the heat. I hate I hate, hate I hate it. You know, it's too much um, I think Vegas is, is just too hot in the summer. I, I like a, I like it better in the you know, spring or autumn or winter time. You know, in the summer it gets too much, you know. It's just uh 115 that that kicks your ass, you know, but um I don't I don't train outside, you know. If I, if I do you know, I'll take my dog out. i don't have to take it out early in the morning or late at night. But I'm I'm staying away from from the sun in midday.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Now, you're still training with Extreme Couture. Obviously, uh, seem to have lost a lot of its 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 core fighters over the past couple of years. Um, has training changed there at all? Uh, in comparison to what it was like in its peak.
2: Oh yeah, it's changed a lot. You know, we don't have the same group of guys there, but. Um, I go I go other places to train as well. I go to Syndicate and trains there. I go to Drysdale and trains there, but I still train to Couture to, to as well. You know, I go wherever I feel I can get the best training. And I, I feel there's, there's a bunch of good guys to train with here in Vegas. You know, everybody's just spread out in different gyms. So um, you just got to know, you know, know where to go. And, and, and a lot of times I'll, I'll call up people and I'll make people come in and, and spar for me. I mean i will meet up with a group of guys who'll come in uh you know just, just to help me out. So have you ever yeah, sometimes th- I'll do like today this morning I was doing the, the you know the practice at Drysdale and you know, there's always a good group group of guys over there and, and uh, you know Drysdale obviously is just, it's always a great guy to work with, you know, so I, I feel like I get, get great training in. No kidding, the problem with Vegas is this there's too many gyms. There's <laughs> so many gyms and people are just spread out, you know, and, and people kinda go from one place to another, and then, you know, everybody. There's just so many gyms here, man. If I'm ever going to start a gym, I can promise you I'm never going to start a gym in Vegas.
1: <laughs> no kidding. Now, you mentioned Drysdale, not to move away from you, but the fact that you spoke about him. Um, How is he coming along with his, his – he was injured, correct? Um, it Will he be getting back in there fairly shortly? Because we were all anticipating his UFC debut.
2: I hope so. Me. I, you know, I was anticipating it too. You know, he had a staph infection. That's what,
1: What uh, you know – had him pull
2: out, so, you know, he's, 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 he's better now, and I hope that, uh, you know, I was training with him this morning, and he's, you know, I I would love to see him fight in the UFC, and I was looking forward to seeing him fight this weekend, but, uh, um, he felt, you know, that, that you know, staff infection sucks, I've had, I've had that too, and it's not, a, it's not fun, you know.
1: No kidding, is that something you're planning on, is, is, is opening up a gym of yours, is that something that's, in the back of your mind?
2: Um, I don't know. It, it could be a possibility. You know, I, I could definitely see myself still being involved in the sport in some capacity when I'm done fighting, but um, it's not necessarily something that I'm that I'm targeting. But you know, I, I enjoy training guys and helping guys out that, that want to fight and that want you know that that's committed to the sport. You know, I don't, it's not as fun training people that comes in once a week just because they want to break a sweat and and, and lose the fat around the belly. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> Um, I, I enjoy helping guys that want to want to do something, you know, that has goals and dreams, and you know that that, that put in the work and, and is committed to it. I, I like doing that, so I could see myself doing that.
1: Nice. Now you'll you'll be.
2: Well, fit- I, I could. Sorry, go ahead. No,
1: no, you go on. Oh, I was just saying.
2: I could. I could. Maybe I would go do something completely different. You know, i never know. That has nothing to do with sport, but I think in some capacity, I always. You know, I've you know train a little bit or, or do something you know i, I don't think I'm, I'm gonna completely give up on training
1: yeah now i you enjoy training that,
2: that's that's what got me involved in the sport to begin with is uh, because you know i enjoy training it's a hobby of mine and now i'm just fortunate enough to make it a, a my living
1: obviously yeah now you'll be facing off once again with carlos conda in the main event at ufc fight night 27 this will be your fifth time main eventing a ufc fight card that's that's got to be right up there with a record of, of non-champion fighters, I'd say. Is there any added pressure being featured um, in the main event fight?
2: Uh, you know, I think it's an honor to be put in the main event spot. Um, you know, UFC puts a, puts us up there because they know we make good fights. I make good fights and Carl's make good fights. And that's, that's why they put us in that main event spot. And uh, now I just got to, of course, you got to live up to that, you know. Uh, but... I feel my fighting style and carlos fighting style is perfect for that you know we both come to finish the fight, so I think it's it's gonna it's gonna be automatic you know it's gonna be automatic it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hell of a fight it's gonna be a scrap so that's the reason they put us in that spot and august twenty eighth everybody's gonna see why
1: that's exactly what Carlos Condit said to us last week, as he said in the intro we spoke with him last week um he's actually said that um we asked him what you've improved on um you being Martin Campman have improved on since the last time you fought back in 2009 and he said that, that your striking had improved immensely since that matchup. Um, what area would you say Carlos has improved the most and and do you agree with him saying that your striking has improved?
2: Well, I feel I'm, I'm improved every, everywhere. I feel like all areas of my game has improved and I'm, I'm sure he's improved as well. Um, I definitely feel I have a lot you know, more to prove in UFC, I think I still haven't shown shown anywhere near my, my full capabilities, and uh, I'd like to do that come fight time, and um, you know, obviously both me and, and Carlos are different guys than when we first fought, you know, we still have some of the same same uh, you know strength and, and the same similar style as when we had. you know, nothing, you know, it's not going to change that much, but still, a lot has improved since then, and, and he's you know, it's been a couple of years, he's improved since then, and we both got some good wins and and, and also had a share of losses since then, but um, we're going to make it a a fight.
1: Now, not to harp on the negative, you spoke about losses there. Both of you guys are coming off losses to Johnny Hendricks. Um, Many people spoke about that knockout following the fight, Um, but Condit, you know, he doesn't have the power that Hendricks had. Um, Have you worked on much... After that loss, regarding um, you know the striking game, like, do you think Condit's going to come in there to knock off your head, that sort of the same way Johnny did, or do you are you anticipating something completely different? I'm sure he's going to try to knock off my head. I'm <laughs> going to try to
2: knock off his head too. If I get a chance, I'm going to try to knock off his head too. You know, I, I made some mistakes in that fight, and I had, I had, um, I had, I had too much stuff that that made me not be in the fight where I was supposed to, and, and, uh, and I paid dearly for it, but I feel I'm in a better place now, and I feel I'm ready to, uh, to go shine and show, 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 show my full potential in the fight, you know, and, uh, you know, Carlos Conn's going to come in there to finish me, I'm going to come in there to finish him, and, uh, we'll see what happens, but. I'm I'm coming to win and I'll I'll get the win
1: and I'll get the finish. Nice. Now we we we've seen that, um. You know his his cardio is is outstanding. He can go through all of the rounds with without not breaking a sweat. But he he looks the same as he did in round five as he did in round one. Um, his speed is extremely good. But we've heard George St Pierre and Johnny Hendricks, and we saw that they used their wrestling to beat Martin Campman. Now after those losses. Or, I mean, not to beat Mark Cameron, to meet Carlos Condit. Um, after those losses, uh, Condit said that he'll be putting added pressure and more focus on his wrestling game. I see you winning this fight either by early knockout, personally, or by use, utilizing your wrestling and grinding him to the ground. Um, his his uh, focus on wrestling, has that put any more added pressure on, on changing up your game plan?
2: You know, I I, I think uh, I'm gonna fight him the way I'm gonna fight him. You know, whatever whoever he was gonna train and whatever that that's his. Uh, How he's gonna strategize and and get ready for me? I'm, I'm I don't I'm not sure, but I'm sure he's gonna come up with a game plan. And you know, I feel I feel confident I can beat him, and I feel confident uh, beating him in all areas of the game. You know, I feel confident in my, my my striking, my, my jiu-jitsu, my wrestling, and I think Carlos Connors is a very well-rounded guy, you know. He's he's dangerous everywhere. He'll he'll even if you get a takedown on him, he, he'll hunt for that submission from all kind of positions. So, and 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 the stand-up, you know, he'll throw unorthodox stuff. He'll throw flying, you know, switch knees, he'll spinning elbows, and you know, you got to watch out. You know, he's a dangerous guy, and that that's what makes this fight exciting. He's one of the guys I enjoy watching the fight. So, getting to fight him one more time and, and uh, five rounds. That like you said, that's a long time. So you know I'm 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 in shape for 5 rounds but I don't want to go 5 rounds 5 rounds is a long time I want to get that finished before
1: <laughs> Now here's a question for you St- strategizing and game plans are great but after you get punched in the face how much of that actually goes out the window
2: Yeah sometimes sometimes that's gone out the window and sometimes that's hurt to me in the fight you know when uh, you know when when you don't stick to your game plan you start start fighting instead of you know fighting smart but Um, sometimes it matters, sometimes, you know, we just got to go in and and fight. And, um, you know, I feel this fight, it can, it can go on, you know, it can go on. I'm prepared to fight standing, I'm prepared to fight on the ground, and, uh, where the fight's going to end up, I feel confident that I can, I can get the win and I can get the finish.
1: For sure. Now, this fight, um... Does have number one contender status, sort of written all over, especially with the way that that Rory McDonald and and Jake Ellenberger went a couple weeks back. Um, the welterweight division is super stacked at the moment, and on UFC.com, you're ranked six, while Condit's ranked at second. Do you see yourself climbing the ranks all that much, or or do you see yourself needing another win after this to get into title picture?
2: Um. You know uh, that's really up to the UFC, you know, and and uh, but I'm ready to to beat however many guys I need to beat. So, you know, first I gotta focus on Carlos Garnett and uh, then you can, you know, give me a new opponent, and uh, I'll beat him too. But <laughs> I gotta, I mean, one fight at a time, you know. But of course, my goal is to get the title. That's 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 my ultimate goal, you know. In UFC, the that the belt is the it's the biggest thing you can you can get, and that's what I want to get. But um, right now I got a, I got a big task in front of me, and that's Carlos Condit. But I will conquer that, and I will finish him, and I'll get the win.
1: Definitely. Uh, they can hit me up again, and I'll
2: do another interview.
1: <laughs> exactly. Now, a- as you said, you're you're looking and you're looking for the win. You're going to get the win. Obviously, as a fighter, you go into a fight expecting to win, um, assuming you win against Condit and uh, you're first in line for that title. GSP and Johnny Hendricks both have to fight. Um, Who would you like to rather face? Would you like to avenge that loss against Hendricks, or would you like to face one of the best of all times in GSP?
2: Yeah, you know, I I want to avenge all my losses, you know, and I feel I I can, and and I would love to avenge my loss. But at the same time, you know, GSP, he's, uh, you know, considered one of the all-time greatest, so obviously that's a guy I would love to fight because... He's considered the best, so uh, shit. I'll be happy either way.
1: <laughs> did this fight have any? Did, was there any thoughts going on in your head with the fight against uh, Carlos Condit? Since you did win, you're you're speaking about avenging losses. Um, did you've already beaten him? Did you did you feel? Do you still feel like you have something to prove by going in there a second time?
2: I mean, uh, I got a win over him, and, and uh, you know, the first fight we had, that was a, that was a close fight, and that was a you know action-packed fight. So, you know, I would love to have two more rounds in that fight, and hopefully, you know, if we you would know, have gotten the finish. But, you know, it was, it was, it was, everybody thought it was a close fight the first time, and of course, I felt uh, I'm glad the the judges gave me the win. But Carlos Condit is still ranked in the top, and he's still one of the one of the best fighters in the welterweight division. So, beating him uh, definitely helps me move up the ladder, and uh, you know that that's that's where I want to move. I want I want to move up the ladder and get closer to a title fight. So I think winning beating him in, in decisive fashion will,
1: will put me there. I completely agree. Now, finally, before we let you go, um, moving away from your fight, what's a fight that's coming up uh, up in the upcoming months that you're most looking forward to watching?
2: Um, I'm looking very much forward to watching the uh, Mike Pyle and Matt Brown fight here on. Uh, Next Saturday, you know, Mike Powell's a very really good friend of mine, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to him seeing him fight. It's always it's always exciting to see guys fight that that you know personally and that you train with, and you know, you get you know you get excited, you get nervous even more sometimes than when you're fighting yourself. So that's a fight I'll be looking forward to. I got uh, a Tavares of fighting on the same car as me. Tyson's fighting, and uh, you know, there's a bunch of friends I have fighting coming fights coming up. So I'm looking forward to watch all of them.
1: No kidding. One fight we're looking forward to is yourself versus Carlos Condit, UFC Fight Night 27, August 28th. Martin, thanks for joining us today, and good luck, man.
2: Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: A pleasure chatting with Martin, the hitman, Campman. Um, we've had him on the show quite a bit. If you guys don't know, I, I, I've tweeted this out. I, I Facebooked this out, but Cantman was the very first interview that I ever had when I created sucker.com nearly four years ago so it's always cool to keep up with him chat with him uh good luck to him and carlos condit because the winner of that fight who knows as myself and trevor said last week either fight rory mcdonald to see who the true number one contender is or they could possibly step in the cage against george st pierre next depending on how that fight goes down what we know is going to go down is uh my next interview uh we'll be chatting with john doomsday howard up next. I was seven years old when I got my first pair and I stepped outside
0: and I was like mama this air bubble right here it's gonna make me fly I hit that court.
1: He's taking on Uriah Hall in a somewhat short-notice fight at this weekend's first-ever Fox Sports 1 event, uh, UFC Fight Night 26. Please welcome back to the show after a long hiatus, John Doomsday Howard. John, thanks for joining me, man.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, brother.
1: For sure. Now, you got the call in mid-July to return to the Octagon against Uriah Hall. Where were you when you got the call, and what, what was going through your head at the time?
0: I was at New England I we back. was uh, I'm an instructor. I was teaching, and I got the call, man. And um, it, it was crazy. I just screamed. It was yelling. Man, I was so happy, excited to be back, man. and you know, then it, it was an awesome, dream.
1: For sure. Now you you campaigned for for the fight uh, in front of your hometown of Boston at, at E Fox Sports One for quite some time. Um, do you think there'll be any nerves getting in front of your hometown crowd at all?
0: Not oh, really, man. I mean, I thought my whole time. in front of my hometown before, man. I've been to Boston on several Island, but it's like a the street from Boston. So there's no on man. And um, another reason I don't have no nerves because on paper, they have him winning, So there's no pressure for me to win, man. I have no pressure, no nothing, man. So, you know, and he's the popular fighter. I'm not. So I'm, I'm the underdog. you you're the underdog, you really don't have no pressure. So I'm loving it.
1: Now, since you released from the UFC in 2011, You've gone on an impressive six and one uh, winning streak in, in on on the regional scene. How do you feel you've grown as a fighter since over the past two years?
0: Uh, I, I call him, man. Uh, i technique. went back to my basics. Man. I had bad basics. I was basically only a power hitter. You know. I had the attitude where I hate sure he was going down. But the problem is, is getting and you can see my punches for uh, you know a lane slide if, if he was a good striker. So I mean, I had to clean that up. I cleaned my technique up and my grappling and my wrestling, my striking, my boxing, and um, it's a much better man. Maybe I, I I think it might have been a blessing with guys to take the opportunity to do that, you know. And now I'm just ready to go back and then show what I could do now.
1: Now you made your return to middleweight right after your release. Um, what was the reasoning behind that?
0: The weight cut used to kill me, man. It used to cut. You know, 30 or 40 pounds every time I have a weight, man. It sucks my body. You know, uh, even though I'm short, sure, I'm a big dude. I walk around I'm a bunch of pounds, you know, and pretty decent sure. shit. actually, I'm going to the UFC right now uh, to do my three week, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to be like 198 or something like that. I didn't even eat today, so that tells you right there how big I am, how much weight I carry on me.
1: No kidding, no kidding. Now, your last two victories have come by knockout. Um, Uriah Hall has been known for his flashy knockouts. Do you feel you have more power than him?
0: Uh, I think I've more power the same power. Uh, because he's, uh, he's a, a power hitter, just like me. The only thing is, uh, he's facing someone with the exact same power, so if he messes up, I could, I could clip him, and hit their head, you know, knock him out, you know. I know he has the same power as me, but it doesn't matter if I can It's not my first time playing, they the same power, you know. And um, I think it's the first time going to pass we're to get in the space with everything they got, you know. So uh, that's,
1: you know, that's that. that, that yeah. For sure. Now, UFC President Dana White had some super high hopes for Uriah Hall on uh, the past season of The Ultimate Fighter. In fact, he thought that he was going to win the whole thing. He said people in the house were scared of him. Do you see him in the same way?
0: No, I, honestly, I don't. People in the house were scared of them because those are not, you know, they're not, they're fighters, but they're not top-tier fighters. They haven't been a lot of in They bigger depth, but one of them now I fought you know, scary fighters, Thiago uh, Alvarez, Matt Brown, Jake Allen, You know, and these guys are serious. I mean, Thiago Alvarez is one, it's the best multi way striker in the UFC. And DSP said it, I agree with it. You know, and, I mean, he beat me, I got kicked by Thiago That was not a nice feeling, but he kind of finished me He beat me, but he kind of finished me So I don't fear his power I don't fear his strikes No, I respect it, but I don't fear it no, I'm going to right, go in
1: there and swing and bang And everybody knows I like to stay in the bank Do you think his flashy style Could could come to haunt him in the end?
0: I think so too, man Because uh, to a try not, me being the striker And me sparring with high level people I would see, I have a good eye To see that thing you know, uh, a mile away. If he starts to do a spin and kick and everything, you know, I mean, maybe he lands it, but I, I'm pretty sure I would see that a mile away. And, you know, at th- that, he wasn't to, talk top tier strikers. I spoke the tie, tie, top tier strikers all the time. Top more one people, top tier one people. You know, so, I mean, I would see that from my eye to train. I to see that. So, if you go it, you know, he has to be worried about it If he misses, I can capitalize on that or, you know, there's uh, other options.
1: For sure. Now this fight is, is somewhat short notice. You got you got the call in mid July as I said. However, you've been you've been preparing for your UFC return for quite some time now. Um, how do you see yourself picturing yourself finishing your eye haul in this fight, or do you see this fight go in the distance?
0: Uh, I don't know. This is home a long time before I was supposed to finish. So, um, I do see a KO on my behalf that I don't want to depend on that. I, I, I like this could be a good team in the face. This is going to be an easy fight for him or me. I know to am that. but uh, I trained for that war. I had it in You war. I even got uh, old school, uh, not old school, but uh, I got uh, retired UFC fits, So I'm not sure you're going to have a win. him, he hits like a madman. He hits hard. I'll be trying for him. Dr. flip, and uh, I don't think he has the same possibility. He might, but if he does, I'm looking for it. So, I train for a 15
1: minute war. So, that's what I'm ready for. Nice. Now, now moving away from your fight a little bit here, Dana said earlier this week that the organization probably wouldn't be coming back to promote fights in Boston due to the loopholes they've had to jump through. Um, does this upset you at all? Just a
0: little bit. we be from Boston, you know. That's the that last time um, that you in Boston. We've had people it. And besides that, that's about enough to be um, inside Boston so i'm, I'm sorry with that now, i actually said changes you know, problems but for two hours
1: yeah now being a middleweight fighter um the top of the division right now is chris weidman were you surprised to see him finish Anderson Silva and how do you see the rematch going i'm
0: very shocked sure. i'm very show sure that, uh, that that but, you know, that that he that so was i think we showed that a little bit and like Chris capitalized. You know, as yeah. Uh, the rematch, and this is coming correctly, you know. I, I see him being a good player. I see him. I'm training him to fight. I'm going hard, making fists, being aggressive. Obviously, he's trying harder, and he shows the way that he's been improving as you that So I don't. I'm an fan. I mean, if he's going to say it, i say yeah. I, I want him to get a back, bet. If he uh, only he comes correctly.
1: <laughs> now, two more questions for you, John. Um, first things first. We, uh, we've uh we seen you in the past with the flashy hair. um You know, you get some crazy stuff put into it. What can we expect this weekend at Fox Sports 1? Oh,
0: my goodness. I don't know. It's going to be nice. My brother, I talked to him already. He's it. going to be something nice in the family. Uh, the first time I use my personal brother for a flashy haircut. You're going to see some serious vibes. It's going to be amazing. So I'm excited. I'm serious. i
1: <laughs> awesome. Now finally before I let you go here, we asked this to most of our guests and it gets posted on MMASucker.com. It's called Fight Music. Give me an artist or a band and a song that gets you pumped up just to punch someone in the face or just plain old fight. Uh I'm gonna, say, uh, I'm
0: gonna give you this song. I'm gonna give you this song a follow up so you can put it. Uh I think like a best out song. Uh, and then, uh it says the music, it says, it says my name, Junchez.
1: Take a dream. Good for nice. He's John Doomsday Howard. is taking on Uriah Hall in the main event, or not the main event, on the main card at UFC Fight Night 26 this Saturday night. John, thanks for joining us and, and just let people know where they can get a hold of you in the social media universe. And if you have any shout outs, feel free to make them now.
0: Definitely. Shout out to Bill Doomsday, the best Jujutsu for Uh, uh Shout out to uh, Scott Ream, John Allen, uh, all the way with us. Uh, uh, you can contact me, John Holland, on uh, Twitter, John on Instagram, John Holland on Facebook. Uh, thanks so much for having me. It's gonna be a great fight I hope a, uh, at
1: the, at the call I and Perfect. Thanks a bunch, John, and good luck. Thank you. As I said before, it's been a while since we've had John Doomsday Howard on the show. Always a pleasure to chat with him. Um, unfortunately, a little bit of audio issues. Tough to hear him at times, but uh, you'll get the gist of the interview um, if you listen closely. He ex- seems extremely excited to get back into the cage against eye Hall. No fear whatsoever. Obviously, as a fighter, you can't really have any fear going into the fight. Um, but that should be an interesting scrap on the UFC Fox Sports 1 card, also called UFC Fight Night 26. Um, This fight card goes down, as I said, this Saturday, August 17th, live on Fox Sports 1. Fox Sports 1 will just unveil themselves on Saturday. Saturday morning, they'll uh, roll over from whatever other network they were, Speed or or whatever it was, and it's going to be Fox Sports 1. These guys Um, I've heard in the past that they're going to be trying to gun after ESPN as that next big um, sports market. And and this is what they're doing. They're they're showcasing the UFC um, as their big mainstay on the first night um, of Fox Sports 1. Uh, The main card, we'll go over it a little bit um, because we do have time. Uh, uh, There's six fights on the main card that will all air live on Fox Sports 1. Um, actually, the prelims will air on Fox Sports 1 as well, other than three Facebook cards. So you'll get uh, 10 fights total, all in a row. Don't have to change the channel. Fox Sports 1 in the United States, I'm not sure whether they're going to be on uh, Sportsnet here in Canada. I believe they'll be on Sportsnet 360, which was formerly the score. But kicking off the main card is Boston's own Joe Lozon. He'll be taking on Michael Johnson. Um not going to get into picks or anything like that, but this one should be a fun little tussle in the lightweight division. Next up is uh, Uriah Hall versus the aforementioned and former interview um, that we just had. John Howard, middle fight or next fight, the third fight on the card, will be Matt Brown, who is like the Fox machine. Um, this guy has been on a winning tear. Uh, he's fought on Fox fought all over the place Matt Brown he's taking on Mike Pyle see if he can pick up and and continue on his winning ways um Brown is is as we said he's on a tear he's on another level he's fighting at welterweight and he's picked up five wins in a row if he gets six you can't you can't count this kid out um you're not going to give him number one contender status but you got to give him an opponent that is that is going to be Worthy of getting him to that next level. Six wins in the UFC's welterweight division, six wins in a row is unheard of unless you're the champion George St. Pierre. So, uh, you—I know, don't know. You got to give him someone after this fight if he gets through Mike Pyle. Uh, bantamweight matchup up next: Uriah Faber versus Yuri Alcontrera. He, uh, Uriah Faber saying, you know what? He's fighting this guy. Not many people know who he is, but he's he's like the Brazilian version of himself. So, should be a fast, scrappy little bantamweight fight. Also, if Uriah Faber wins this fight, you can't can't say he doesn't deserve a title shot either because he's been walking through his opponents. Um, but no, no one knows when Dominic Cruz is coming back. If all things align, um, they're saying he'll be back in February, but we don't know that. No one knows that. Henan Brow is 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 uh right there but who knows Uriah Faber obviously he wins all these fights that aren't title fights but ends up losing in the in in the main event matchup so we'll see what happens with Uriah Faber co-main event Alistair Overeem versus Travis Brown heavyweight division Alistair Overeem making his return to the octagon looking to pick up a victory here Um, Travis Brown also looking to get back to his winning ways both men picking up losses to uh Bigfoot Silva and uh should be a fun little scrap. I'm 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 picking this one I will tell you my pick. I'm picking the underdog on this one. I think Travis Brown might have a little bit too much speed and and stuff in his hands for uh, Alistair Overeem, but you never know what the big man horsemeat could be where it's at and, and and we could see what's going down and Alistair Overeem could crack him one and and move forward and take that next step up in the heavyweight division the main event um a lot of talk going down light heavyweight matchup mauricio shogun who against chael sonnen should be a fun fight as we like to say main events are usually fun uh the main event in this one obviously shogun has been training with freddie roach uh to work on his boxing Roach has said he thinks that, that Shogun will be able to knock out Chell Sunnen. Uh, obviously Sunnen has other things. He's <laughs> he's said things like he's looking past his opponent and all this other stuff, but Chell is a lot of talk as as everyone knows, and that is no different. So we could see Chell, you know, do what he does. Take him down, and grind out a nice decision. Um, all in all, it's a five round main event, so uh, I don't know. We, it, it's a pickem for me. I'm not going to pick it, but it should be a fun little tussle. Um, what was fun was this show. I'd like to thank my guests, um, Martin Campman. Good luck to him in, in a couple weeks here against Carlos Condit. And good luck to John Doomsday Howard, who we welcome back to the show. He fights this weekend against Uriah Hall, as we mentioned. Good luck to both of them. Uh, My music choices this week were all from Squamish Fest because my co-host, who is not here tonight, Trevor Dueck, attended Squamish Fest this past week, which is a festival here in British Columbia, outdoor festival in Squamish, B.C., and uh, all these musical choices played at Squamish Fest. So here's to that. Um, With that, I am out, and I will hear from you and see from you and listen to you, talk to you next week.